Welcome to the Social Pod, a podcast brought to you by Socknet 98, a network of universities sharing the common interest for social work in an international perspective. And in this episode of the Social Pod, we are going to talk about uh, gender, different kind of approaches. Approach. Uh, pro- oh, no, sorry, I missed that one. Different kind of. You actually said it better. Just. What are we going to talk gender about? Gender in different forms. Gender in, in different, different forms. forms yes. Yeah. And we now will have examples from India, from the US, and from Norway. So we are going to try to explore this topic. And I think exploring is what was important because we have just now been sitting talking about the topic. And we have, I, me for example, I've learned a lot just from, from the last half an hour just discussing this topic with you guys. And we will just try to explore the topic. Uh, so the listeners also do get different kind of perspectives on gender and culture, language, and we'll try to press that into 20 minutes episode. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, let's start to the left of me. Who are you? Uh, I am Shayuri Rajodhuri. I'm from West Bengal, India. And I'm currently doing my master's in Savitri Bhai Phule Pune University. And here I am as an exchange student in the USN. Yeah. And here is now we're physically in Pushkin in Norway. <laughs> Hello, I'm Rocio Garcia, and I'm an adjunct professor at California State University, Dominguez Hills, and I teach in the Human Services Department. Oh, great. Hello, I'm Tista Chandra. I'm a student at uh, Savitri Bhai Phule Pune University, India, a master's student, and I'm currently in Postgrin, Norway, as an exchange student for three months. And that's it. That's it. And my name is Stefan Wikult. I'm an assistant professor at the University of Southeastern Norway. And uh, you, we, we were just kind of thinking that we should make a podcast episode on something. And so this is kind of, uh, what do you say, uh, impulsive, that we're talking about this kind of topic. And also, I just have a lot of thoughts about what we just have been discussing on, on gender. But uh, can't you just give an introduction? Why do, would, would you like us to discuss this topic today? Because... Um Gender is such a huge part of our identity and yeah. who we are. We cannot just, at least we do not live, currently we do not live in a society where ge- we can just ignore gender. We are not living in a post-gender or post-sexual society. Gender is still very relevant because it is it is used as a basis for discrimination. It is also used as a basis for uh, privileging certain genders over others. Yeah. So and uh, certain genders and certain people based on their sexual orientation and gender identity are often discriminated against and they are even violated. Their rights have been violated. So gender is certainly extremely relevant. Yeah, and also you were talking a little bit about uh, generation set. Uh, yes. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, even though the sexual revolution started around the 1960s, yeah. Uh, we are still in, in, in the process because, uh, you know, countries like India or countries in this part of the world, we, we do not see that. I mean, yes, Western society has sort of um, achieved gender equality. It's not there yet. It's no. not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> but and, uh, and uh, sexual equality when it comes to different kind of sexual orientations and gender identities, they ha- I think Western society has been more accepting. But certainly not in India. We yeah. yes, we are uh, accepting of certain gender identities, but when it comes to sexual orientation, it is uh, still a taboo. Yeah, and just to also say, the, like uh, you're referring to the Western world and uh, world, and like here in Europe, it's 
quite different from country to country. We also see different kind of trends. So right now, it, maybe the last four or five years, we can see a trend that is opposing this what you would maybe call like the new ways of looking at on a gender identity. So, so there is a like a pendulum also, or different differences from uh, countries to countries in Europe, and uh, it, it it is something that is quite actual to talk about. Uh, well, it's um, it's something that is discussed all the time. And, and the first thing that I, I like, uh, I do not know a lot about India. Uh, but one thing that I knew was that you heard, uh, you had a third legal gender yes. so uh, can you just give a brief introduction to that um yes so uh, in government documents they are identified as there are male female or man woman and then other okay or yeah. third gender but previously this i this uh, this group this uh, option did not exist yeah because and they were not even considered yeah in norway we don't have that as okay. a legal thing you have that in the u.s I think we're moving towards it. I think it depends yeah. on the state, but yeah, there's um, a lot of movement towards that uh, because of the LGBTQ plus community that we have. Yeah. And also when I went, because I've just been visiting now this spring, I visited also Los Angeles. And when we had a formal uh, introduction in the, the classroom, everybody uh, had to, uh, uh, what, what do you call it, uh, tell their pronouns? Yes. So um, we are mov- we're moving a lot towards um everyone being able to identify or acknowledge like their pronouns. Um, and um, in the university, even on our email signatures, um, you know, we identify which pronouns we are uh, comfortable with using, which ones um, relate to our identity. And I think that that just creates the culture of like acceptance, yeah. primarily for a lot of our students. Yeah. And for me, it was kind of, and also you know, for the Norwegian students that was in the same room, it was kind of like, a, I think it was uncomfortable maybe, or afraid of saying the wrong thing. Do you think so? Yes, I think so. Um, because we're, we aren't very used to identifying um, the pronouns because we are very quick to judge uh, people's appearance. Yeah. Um, and we're very quick to say, oh, okay, uh, this person looks feminine. So therefore it's a she, for example, like with me, you know, um, I am a female, but if we're interacting in an email, there's many times where I've been addressed as Mr. Because my first name ends with an O. Yeah. Um, so they, the assumption is because my name ends with an O, then I'm a male. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So there are actually some practical side of also yes. having your pronouns in, in your email signatures. Yeah. And yeah. before I didn't have it, you know, like I, I'm like, oh, okay, like I'm okay with people identifying me with how I look, but now yeah. I see the importance of it. Um, not just for, like you said, the practical use of it, but also to create the culture of acceptance yeah. um, for the students. Um, you know, when students identify in the class, I always make sure to ask them what pronouns they prefer me to use um, when referring to them. Yeah. In Norway, for example, we we don't do that at all. It, it, I, I looked at the Norwegian students that were like, oh, looking at me, mm-hmm. like, what, what am I supposed to say? Just tell them the pronouns that you use. <laughs> it's not <laughs> yes. a trick question. <laughs> this pronoun is a very important part of our language, yeah. of our common Definitely. discourse, because, bec- because like, we commonly, without even thinking, we often, like, wh- while speaking, we often say things like, when we are addressing some teacher we say we use the pronouns she and always like whenever we are addressing a teacher it is a she mostly in our common language okay so i think it is a part of 
how we have grown up and it is really problematic while we are writing also as we are sociology students so when we address the researcher it is always a he oh yeah yeah and uh, and the students are often her or yes this like there are some professions and there are some pronoun attached to these professions and also there are pronouns attached to names how we often consider certain names as a male name and as a female name yeah and i just was thinking about that because here in norway we 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 do use now uh, the the third pronoun that, uh, and it's i think it's quite accepted to be to to be used but you do not introduce yourself uh, as a, that you're having or using this pronoun but in the naming part of it like i know there's a couple of norwegian names if you they are uh, looked upon as male in norway but if you go to finland for example they are female <laughs> the same name uh, but but so so language has a lot to do with it also but you, you told me a little bit about indian languages that not all indian languages uses uh, yes. pronouns yeah Uh, for example, my mother tongue is uh, Bengali. Yeah, and Bengali language does not have a. It, it's not a gendered language. It does not have. Uh, I mean, pronouns like that. But Hindi, which is a language quite majorly spoken in India, yeah. Hindi has that. Yeah. So yes. when you're talking in Hindi, you have to be very careful with. Uh, if you're talking to a girl, you will use different words. Or a different way of saying that particular word. Yes, the verbs also change, like the way yeah. of pronouncing the verbs. Yeah. So for male, it is said in a different way, and for females, in a different way. Yeah. So, so if you're going to in, in Bengali, refer to me, for example, or Rocio, it, it wouldn't be a difference. You wouldn't use he said or she said. No, no, we don't have no. that. Pronoun in Bengali, yeah. we s- we say the same thing for both of you. We will say the same thing. Yeah. Would you use then an, like a person? The person said, or is it no, a separate word? No, we have a pronoun, but it is the same pronoun. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It, it's kind of strange because like trying to twist your head around that mm-hmm. there is just one pronoun. Yes, <laughs> because then I'm like, how do you know if it's a male or a female? But again, you know, just the cultural aspect of things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But now we also have non-binary, oh yeah, gender identities, right? Yeah, they them, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, there is a trend right now where in social media bios people are identifying yes, their pronouns, yes. and I think it's it, it's it's nice. It's I mean, nice move, yes. People will understand uh, what how to identify you. Yeah. Instead of them imposing their mm-hmm. their assumptions on you, you can take you can take a stand for yourself and just say it. Yeah, you can put it out there. We were talking also a little bit about uh, what's the question before the podcast episode. Do you do gender reveals? Is that called gender? Yes, gender reveals. Yeah, <laughs> and you smile because that big yes, is, big, is no, big in the US. It's very big in uh, the United States, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah. but yes. then Huge you were. Repro- yes, it is illegal parties. in India. Yeah. yeah, you just said it's illegal yeah. in India. Yes. Then I was like, how how can you actually? That that, that is like a surprise <laughs> thing. How can that be illegal? not allowed to know about the gender of the child before the child is born yeah. because of the incidence of infanticides in India because yeah. many of the female f- children were killed if, even before they were born yeah because yeah. male children are the most wanted or in India and that's why they just kill 
the child so yeah. it's illegal but there are certain loopholes that we yeah. see because uh, you see india is a largely patriarchal country yeah. Oh, yeah. and even though this these uh, practices are not very common because of increase in literacy rates mm. and uh, the culture has certainly changed uh, but it is still practiced in india yeah. and it is illegal to know the gender there is no gender reveal and uh, yeah. when the doctor performs uh, the usg Yeah. He will never review the gender no. of the child. Never, no. yeah. and that is it. Like, like, like in Norway, that is most common question you yeah. get. But uh, is it a boy or a girl? Yeah. I think it is not something we are very proud of. Like we can say that we don't do this gender reveal because we are, we believe in equality, but because. There is a bad history. Of course, there is yeah. a, a hist- uh, history background of it. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, in certain parts of india for example the state of maharashtra uh, there's a certain term that will be used for the girl who is unwanted okay because her parents or the family uh, were not expecting her or did not want her to be born because why she's a girl yeah so uh, they have a name for her it's called uh, nakusa okay we had to study about that okay in our degree back in india so they will be called nakusa no she has her own name her yeah. name is not nakusa no no but she is that's what she's referred to okay. she's labeled as yeah it's a, it's, it's a stigmatizing label, label. Yeah. Okay, it's yeah. it's attaching stigma to her gender what yes. is the literal trans- translation of that unwanted unwanted, unwanted. unwanted. Okay. okay yeah wow that is also a reason why the population of india is so high because people go on trying for a male child because they think it is the most important thing to do and they will just keep on trying if it is a girl then okay it will be a boy next time so they just go on oh yeah and you mentioned that there's a lot of like prestige attached to yes, like the yes, mother yes, if the mother she has yeah, the boy, boy first has given you know birth to a boy child is very seen as very important and she has a different prestige she is seen in a different way in the customs in the in the occasions like in the family, in the family that she is gathering to yes her in-laws uh, will be showering her with a different kind of respect yeah. and prestige and uh, just uh, overall Yeah. Yeah. If we just go back to the first thing that I was talking about the um, the third gender that it was because when I heard that India had that I think I heard about it 3 f- 4 years ago something like that and then I was like wow that's really great but then we're talking about yeah that's on paper but that's on paper they are th- they are third gender. Yeah. And they have a different community. Why? Because they have been ostracized from society and by their uh, families as well. Their families have not accepted them. uh ch- and chances are that they have not received proper formal education so now they cannot have jobs okay the laws are slowly changing where uh, the government has uh, has uh, passed certain laws to reserve jobs for them okay. reserve uh, certain jobs or posts for them so that they can actually have a normal job a proper job instead of having uh, having uh, to beg or to engage in sex work because a lot of the these people are um, sex workers okay yeah and uh, so they have they have a difficult life certainly but yes they are invited they are also seen in in a, in a different way as she was saying that uh, they are they are called upon to bless the newborn baby okay yes. yeah they're given some sort of power and also this giving them power is also separating them from the daily course of a social life i guess like 
you are giving them a separate life which yeah. is away from the society so it is in a both way like you are giving them some power and uh, some autonomy and also your people are also afraid of them I people guess. are yeah. certainly afraid of them because the common uh, idea is that uh, they are men dressed mm-hmm. as women they are not trans okay but yeah. they are transgenders and people also think they are very powerful they are strong, powerful and yeah. uh, Uh, they can hit someone or they yes. can be dangerous but that is not the case they are just mm-hmm. transgenders yes. who do not have a proper formal education who have been ostracized who have been denied rights and they have not been treated equally so we can see a lot of them begging in the streets in the railway stations in the trains because they don't have a proper job but as she said the things are changing because there are certain government jobs which has or like which are taking them as the and also uh, as media is a very important part of what we think and what we do and i think there is also a change in the media because there are certain tv advertisements which are projecting this third gender in a positive way oh yeah so when they are being recognized in the media they are also being accepted in the society as well and uh, we have a strong lgbtq community in india and activists so but this is not the experience of every trans yeah. person in india no, this is a certain not, yeah. community yeah. and they have been ostracized mm-hmm. but for it uh, it's it also depends on a person's class you know what yes, class, the class they are belonging of the from. family and exactly. also the education yeah. the family has certainly for example if i were to transition um to male yeah sometime in the future i would not experience what they have experienced mm-hmm. certainly yes. because, because you come from a higher class yes i have from a I middle class background middle class background yeah. i'm certainly more privileged than these people higher education yes yes i have my family is educated i am educated yeah so i will not experience that and i will have uh, i will also have a lot more autonomy in reclaiming my pronouns that i can tell people that mm-hmm. i ad- identify as he him and this is what you have to refer me to refer me as and uh, I, i i demand respect i oh, yeah. deserve respect and i can have a job i can have a family if i wanted to yeah rosia what, what do you think about this no i'm just thinking about you know all the um people that i um associate uh, back in the united states i have friends that they mention not wanting to move back to india because um they belong to the lgbtq uh, plus community and um how they recognize that even though like you said there are laws that are changing still the social norm is a yes. different vibe that it gives like it's still not very accepting it's still ostracizes people so it was i was just thinking about that you know how uh people uh on the other side of the world <laughs> um we still see it as like they don't want to move back because of everything that they're going to encounter and you know in the united states we're more open to that uh we're, we're more accepting even though we still have our our um challenges um but we're more accepting of the community yeah and, and just uh, what i'm thinking about here in norway is that in in some parts in norway for example we are uh, what do you say up to the not not the trend but the development mm-hmm. uh, in, in this topic but in other parts it's still not a part of for example a language i use the third gender or the third pronoun i use it on uh, with some of my friends because i know that they prefer it but it's not something that we ask of and people do not present them mm-hmm. in in that way and even though 
Uh, I know, uh, for example, in email correspondence, I use the Norwegian word hen. Uh, that's the third pronoun in Norwegian. Uh, and other people is keep on just referring to the person as he. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, hen? And then I try, I try to make a, like an exclamation mark. I'm not misspelling this. I'm using the correct pronoun. Mm-hmm. And still people is, is not used to that. So, of course, it ta- it's going to take a, a long while, but I think, uh, because it's a change in language also. But uh, I, um, it, it's something that is developing quite fast, I think. Don't you think? It's, it's something, when we're talking about this, we're talking about this from different kind of perspective, from different kind of, uh, different kind of uh, countries and cultures. But still, I think when you're talking about the Generation Z and the, that's, um, the people is talking about this, is also a lot of the online community. The, the online people is discussing this on a global level also. So it, in, it, in, it is influencing a lot more and faster across the globe i think yes certainly because social media is extremely powerful yeah. at the moment so certainly conversations around gender identity sexual uh, orientation uh, sexual or equality gender inequality have increased uh, even though it began uh, with the in the 1960s with the stonewall riots in new york city uh, it has changed a lot in usa where marriage equality uh, I think they passed the Marriage Equality Act in uh, 2013. Same-sex marriage equality. <laughs> yes, in 2013. But, oh, India is uh, really far away from it. Yeah, We because that's what the, it's not legal in uh, India? It's No, it's not legal. I mean, same-sex marriage is not even a thought that crosses people's minds. Okay, yeah. Uh, it was only in 2018 that uh, the article 377 was decriminalized. Okay, yeah. It This article... It was uh, imposed by the Britishers because we used to be a British colony for over 200 years. Yeah. But they went back to their country. They decri- they decriminalized that law in their country in 1960, okay. around 1960s. Yeah. And in India, we only decriminalized it in 2018. Wow. Because up until that point, it was um, illegal to engage in gay sex. Yeah. But yes. this can be op- also applied to straight couples. Yeah. So... But it affected their community. Yeah. As you were telling something that the gay sex is seen as something unnatural. Yeah. So it is also the case in India because I've heard some issues where the female family member were, was raped by the family members only. Oh, yeah. So that they wanted her to come in the correct path. Because they thought it is some illness she is okay. having. It is just a phase of her life which will change if she like engage in some sexual activity with a male partner. Yeah. So it is also seen in that way sometimes. Wow, very interesting. Wow. So <coughs> even though people are allowed to engage in gay sex, but that is not everything that has... I mean, it, it's not about uh, sex. Sexual identity is not just about sex. No, no. Mm-hmm. It's about freedom. It's about... Uh, being able to live the kind of life you want to yeah with somebody you want to yes so Absolutely. but even though it is legal to be gay in india people it's not i mean social acceptance is far away from uh, legal acceptance in india and same sex marriage is so far away wow yes. but still yes lgbtq activists are constantly fighting for it yeah there are lawyers and um, professors activists students they are constantly fighting for it yeah. Well, 
thank you so much for this uh, episode. It's been, I'm just sitting here, uh, people can't uh, see it on the podcast, but I'm just sitting here nodding and learning so much. And I hope that people that listen to it also learn a lot. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. We had a nice experience.